0: You are listening to Off The Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome everybody to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks broadcasting live from Lawrenceburg, Indiana at the Hollywood Casino and I have Jory Knasser with me. Jordan, this is episode 251. This is the first episode of the new season of Off the Cuff. That's kind of hard to believe, isn't it?
1: It is, man. I, I remember it feels like, what, five, six years ago we were sitting there and we were all talking. We're like, man, you know how awesome it would be Just to, like, have a podcast and just express, like, your feelings and on, you know, politics, sports, you know, just random ideas you have. And then, you know, we all talked about it and talked about how cool it would be. And you, you went through with it. And now it's. 5 6 years later you're on episode 251 man that's crazy man.
0: 251 and i look back at all the things that's happened on the show it's it's insane off the cuff has been on television now off the cuff has done massive interviews and the cool thing about it is is it's not over it's still it's still happening it's still continuing i have all kinds of things in the chamber that the fans are going to be excited to hear on epi- on uh, season 6 of off the cuff
1: yeah i mean it's you've had i mean the amount of like celebrities and stuff that you've had on the show, man, it's it's so it's so cool just to see some of the people you've had on and just you know, it's cool to always see somebody's opinion on on stuff and, you know, me personally, the March Madness shows every single year. I'm I'm there I'm there for that. Like that's that's my time of the year whenever, you know, I get to come onto the show and I look forward to it every year. It's 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 what makes you know, it's another one of the things what makes March Madness better for me. What's special about this episode is
0: you mentioned before we came on the air that you said we got to tell everybody this is our first episode we've ever done together. You are right and wrong. This is not the first episode we've ever done together because we did do a March Madness episode, just me and you. But this is the first podcast outside of the March Madness series that we've done by ourselves.
1: Yeah, it's uh,
0: it's going to be fun, hopefully. So... I mean, I mean, we don't have an agenda full of sports, but we do have an agenda full of things to talk about. The first thing I want to talk about is where we're at. We are at the Hollywood Casino in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. I come here often. You come here probably as as about as much as I wouldn't say about as much as me. But when you come here, you probably
1: make up for the gambling that you miss.
0: Yeah, I usually
1: I'm I'm here about four times a year. I'd say I, I come here quarterly every year. So. I come here and then I lose all my money playing blackjack, and then I go home and I uh, lost all my money, and and then I come back a couple months later just to lose my money again. But it's all right. But you rock and roll when you come in here and you play blackjack. I have never seen anybody come in here and
0: and just win right off the bat as much as you do. Like we went before we started the podcast, we went down to the casino, tried our luck. And within fifteen minutes, you were up two hundred dollars, then three hundred dollars. I mean, you you now have nothing in your pocket now, but you started out of, uh,
1: up three hundred dollars. That's amazing in yeah. that short of time. I mean, whenever I play, man, I play big. You know, that's my that's kind of my outlook on things. You know, if you're going to win big, you got to be willing to play big. So, it, but it, it works out for me sometimes. Sometimes I walk out of here with a lot of money, and then. You know, the night's still young tonight. We still got a lot of money to gamble away. But, you know, hopefully I can hopefully I can leave big, winning big, so... Yeah, I, I mean, listen. I mean,
0: I'm not going to take all the credit for your good luck. But I have to say, I have to be somewhat of a good luck charm because I feel like every time I'm around you, you're winning. I don't remember coming to the casino with you, sitting beside you, and you losing.
1: Yeah, I feel like... Because we usually make this an annual event for your birthday. Right. And, you know... With the whole government shutdown and stuff, I work for the government, and it just kind of wasn't in my favor. Got in the way this year. But this is technically, to me, our annual... Adam Banks' birthday trip to the consi- to the casino. So. We're, we're
0: making it up. And I get to see who my true friends are. Out of all my friends, the one and the only Jordan Canaster sitting here beside me. That's it. It's just me and Jordan. But right. we're going to make the best of it, though, man. Look, you're my road dog anyway. We went to Myrtle Beach this summer yeah. by ourselves.
1: I mean, we take all of our, you know, we do our vacations and stuff with just me and you. I mean, granted, all the rest of our group is either married, has kids, you know, well, they have a job to where they don't get to go to the casino on a Tuesday night that's an hour and a half away in another state so
0: I know I was thinking about that too and sometimes I think about this a lot like uh, I'm a college professor so a lot of my my days at work it's not like a typical job schedule where I have to work a nine to five and so sometimes I'll have a lot of I'll eat a lot of brunch so like I'll wake up And it'd be like noon, and I want to go have brunch at Wild Eggs. And then I'm looking around at Wild Eggs in Lexington. I'm sitting there. I'm having lunch. And I'm like, I see all these people come in. And I'm thinking, what is it that you do for a living that you can be in your sweatpants sitting here drinking coffee on a Tuesday evening having brunch or afternoon having brunch. Like, what kind
1: of job do you have? But I guess I have one of those jobs too. Well, yeah, and I see that all the time because I'm off – right now I'm off Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Like, that's the worst days possible for somebody to have off of work. But whenever you go into, like, for say Lexington, on a Tuesday at 11 a.m., the amount of traffic that's on the roads makes me, like, curious. Like, does this many people not have jobs or – Do this many people have jobs like I do or you do that gives us like just terrible days off? And just the amount of people that are out, is it's crazy. Yeah, and it makes you wonder. It's like it's 11 o'clock and you're in a traffic jam. I'm
0: like, why isn't these people at work? Mm -hmm. How are all these people driving around? I don't know. I mean, it it really does shock me. But the casino is a place that we both like to go. We both like to have fun. Casinos are going to be a lot funner. Is funner a
1: word? Funner is a word for me. Okay, it's
0: it's going to be a lot more fun once they legalize sports gambling. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that very likely is going to happen in the state of Kentucky.
1: I think it's going to happen in a lot of states, not just Kentucky. Um, You know, it was nationally voted on that states could individually vote on sports betting about what eight what is it, about 8 months ago, 9 months ago, something like that. Yeah, the
0: US Supreme Court made it legal to where all 50 states could gamble, but it's up to each individual legislator for each state to decide if you can do it or not.
1: Yeah, so and and for example, the state of Kentucky, um right now, I don't get into politics too too much, but Kentucky has to have the most outrageous ridiculous governor i've ever seen that uh. does not want to bring a revenue to the state except take or away. anything i right. mean he wants to, and he just wants to knock on everybody i have so many bad things to say about matt bevin it's <laughs> just you know he he doesn't support the teachers he doesn't support you know the kids he doesn't support i feel like anything in the state i feel like he wants to support his pocket but once matt bevin's gone and i think matt bevin could realize you know now that he's do to get out of office, that it would be a good idea to bring sports gambling to the state of Kentucky, along with several other things that are going to be up for vote. Yeah. But I do think you will see sports gambling in Kentucky within the next two to three years. Well, you speak about Matt Bevin. Matt Bevin is not a
0: people's governor. He's not a governor for the people. And it makes you wonder, why did you want to be governed? Like Why did you want to govern this state and you don't want to help the people? He's very unpopular. I I really don't think he's going to win next time. I really will be surprised if he wins the his own party. But if he does, which he, he might, if he does win his own party... He's not going to get many votes. I think we are definitely going to be electing a Democrat in November.
1: I mean, my thought on it is if Matt Bevin wins or if Matt Bevin gets, gets any votes at all, it's going to be people in the state that have been hiding in a cave, that have no TV, radio, no <laughs> yeah. interaction with the general population of the community. And just, I mean, he's just outrageous. I've never seen somebody who's supposed to be a leader just drag his people down and just pull them behind him.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like he's he's out to get people. It's what it seems like, especially teachers. It seems like he was picking on teachers all the time. And you look at the candidates that's running against Bevin. You got one from Eastern Kentucky, Rocky Atkins, which is a favorite for a lot of people, and who probably will win Eastern Kentucky. He's a Moorhead State alum, which I like because he's a part of my alma mater. But I think that Rocky is um, going to do a lot of good things. I think he, I like his message. The only thing that really frustrates me about Rocky is he focuses too much on teachers. That's his whole campaign, help the teachers, help the teachers. Listen, Rocky, there's more people in this state than teachers. There's a hell of a lot more people in this state than just teachers so he needs to do something else because right now i want to vote for him but he needs to get off the teacher kick because there's more to the state than just teaching i want someone who will bring sports gambling someone who will bring uh gaming and casinos here in the state someone who will dare me say legalize
1: marijuana yeah and i'm i'm right there with you you know um for the revenue of the state, to start out with the revenue of the state of Kentucky, you know, right. we it's- need a governor in place to where Kentucky will be whenever there is legalized marijuana in this state. Kentucky will be the number one producer yes. for marijuana in the entire United States. Yes, so, in the whole union. The amount of revenue that that's going to bring, you know, just a couple of years ago, Matt Bevin was in a spot to where the state of Kentucky retirement system was so far down. That's what caused the entire teacher dispute that went on with Matt Bevin and he didn't support the teachers you know thought you know didn't think they needed to make more money which I do I think the teachers need to make more money yeah the teachers in these schools are what is what are taking our kids you know people's kids to the next level like this is the future of this state and this world to be you know quite frank yeah yeah so the revenue that Medical and recreational marijuana could bring into the state could bring the retirement system back. You could pay your state employees, granted, whether it be law enforcement, mm-hmm. teachers, I mean, just any any of your state employees, you're gonna you're gonna be able to, you know, pay them accordingly to what they I'm not gonna say what they think they should be owed, because everybody thinks they need to be owed more than they get paid, but You're going to be able to, you know, you're going to help everybody by doing that. And then the whole gambling aspect, the amount of money that Kentucky spends going into – Ohio and Indiana, just to gamble is outrageous. I mean, how many people do you know that go out of state to oh, go to the casino? It's,
0: it's ridiculous. And people who go into Ohio, it, it's 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 almost like we missed the train. It's almost like we missed it. So I don't know how good casinos would do in the state now at this point. But sports gambling is something. It's almost like it's its own it's its own branch. It's its own thing because once sports gambling comes becomes legal in this state. There will be more bars that open up their restaurant to sports gambling. There's going to be businesses built specifically for that. I just think that this state needs a healthy flux of money, income coming in, so we can implement things in this state that we need. For instance, in education, it would be really smart if we had enough money, if we had the money, if we had the money to have each school with an armed security officer at our schools in this state. I think that would be awesome. I would love it for our high schools in Lexington, for instance, like Frederick Douglass and Bryan Station, to have a security guard that's armed. And if we were able to finance that based off of uh, the money that we get off marijuana tax dollars, so be it. It's something that we need.
1: You could have several officers at each school. I mean, you got to look into Lexington. Most of these schools do have at least one police, you know, city police officers that are at these schools and they're watching over the schools and stuff, but these police officers need more backing them, in my opinion. Yeah. They need more backing them just because a lot of these kids are, you know, they grew up the wrong way. They've been been taught the wrong way, in my opinion. And one resource officer at a school in Lexington, at a major high school, cannot contain that entire high school. Yes. So I would like to see several armed officers at every school. Yeah. You know, people with the right mind. I want these officers to be trained accordingly to be able to go into a school, know the environment through their training, because it's a different environment. I work in law enforcement. It's a different environment dealing with an, with an adult than a child. Yeah. You can change somebody no matter who they are, where they're from. You can change somebody, but a child's going to be harder to change. But that is the biggest person you can reach. Whenever you reach a child in these schools, and believe it or not, these resource officers can help reach these children Yeah, more than anybody ever could. You know, a bad home life, you have no clue how much a resource officer could do for these kids. And it can prevent, you know, kids from being scared. I mean, it's just, I swear, it's almost like every couple weeks you're seeing, oh, this county is closed to, this county's closed school on Tuesday due to a, a threat that was made over social media and uh-huh. stuff like that. It's just crazy to see where we've allowed as a state how bad we've let this get out of hand. Yeah. And I think the proper the proper teaching to these kids through their through their teachers is a big help. You <clears> know, <throat> I have teachers I still look back from high school and thank for what they did for me. Yeah. And you know, growing in high school, we did have a resource officer, I think my junior and senior year, a police officer and he was just the coolest person, yeah, and he would you know he would he would be there to help you, but he would also be there to correct you when you were wrong he was
0: he was a ment- some sort of a mentor, yeah oh yeah. towards the students, and I think as long as we can afford this, if it's a healthy uh, flux of income that we have coming into our state, there is no reason why we should be able to do this, so it makes no sense that Bevan is not wanting to bring any income in. And, okay, I'm not dead set on it just being casino gambling or sports betting or uh, the legalization of marijuana. It could be anything you want it to be. Just let it be something that this state didn't have before. We need to quit being so backwards. We need to take risks. Kentucky needs to stop being the bottom of the totem pole with everything when it comes to voting because we hardly pass anything. We hardly bring anything in. Mm -hmm. So there are some things... That need to change. And I definitely think we should start with sports gambling. Speaking of sports gambling, I read a very interesting story about this referee, Tim Donahay, And he was a referee for over uh, 20 years in the NBA. And he was busted by the FBI for throwing games because of... You want to take a guess of why he was trying to throw the games? My guess is he was gambling on the games that he was refereeing. He was. That's what he was doing. And he was throwing these games. What he was doing was the games that most people were betting uh, in favor of, 70% or more, he would take that bet and uh, bet he would ref for that team to win. And he was putting so much money into his pocket. So you are going to see a lot more of that when it's – becoming more legal in every state because right now it's limited. It's only legal in certain states, but when you when it's so prevalent in every state, you are going to see more people doing that. You are going to see more referees throwing games, coaches throwing games. It already happens. It happens all the time, but you're going to see a lot more of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, going to that, you know, cancel out Tim Donahue or whatever his name was, the NBA ref. I wonder how much the guy that was from just south of LA got paid. The referee in the Saints, and who did the Saints play when the in, pass interference call uh, happened? And he, it didn't get called. Who was it? I'm having a brain fart Are, are right you now.
0: talking about, is this the game before the Super Bowl? Yes. Who were who they was, playing? It was the Saints um, versus uh, it's whoever went to the Super Bowl. The Saints and the Rams.
1: The Saints in, and the Rams. the Rams. And yeah. that, that Colt, the Ro- Rogers Coleman or whatever his name was. I mean, just a blatant pass interference call. Well, it came out <clears throat> that, the, that the umpire in that, happened to be, like, all of the refs in that game were from the Southern California area. Yeah. How much do you, like, it's going to come out in the next couple years. They had something on that game. Yeah. I mean, look, it is a, it's it's tempting. And when you have a
0: hand in it, when you have no control over something, you kind of just sit back and hope for the best. But if you are in a situation where you feel like you have some control over your betting, you have some control over your bet, and if you're making a bet... In a game, and you're refereeing that game that you bet on, you have some sort of control over the winning of that game. So that is very tempting to Ugh. to throw the game. So it can happen, man.
1: I mean, it it could definitely happen more and more. Yeah, I can see it happening. But on another note, on sports gambling, this Kentucky game right now. Oh. I'm watching Kentucky Missouri right now, and I've got Kentucky. Minus, what was it, 9 or 11? Uh, it's minus 11. Uh, you got
0: Kentucky minus 11 versus Missouri. But, yeah, uh, for the sports gambling, if they do legalize it in Kentucky, they will not allow you to bet on Kentucky games, which I'm fine with that. I'm th- cool with that. Right? I think it protects the kids. It protects the people involved at the games because you got to think, it's not just going to be UK that they could vote on. It would be Moorhead, EKU, all of them. So I do like that rule. I'm cool with it. Uh, but – Man, yeah, our team, Kentucky, they're rocking and rolling this year. And if you want to go back to the archives and listen to some of the episodes, folks, uh, you can listen to the episode where we previewed the U.K. basketball season before the season started. And Jordan and I said something outlandish. We said this team would go 40-0, and 0, which now looking at this team, you're like, okay, that's almost damn near impossible to do anyway. So it was kind of outlandish. We were excited when we said it. But it being February, it being right around the corner of March – I will still stand by and say that this is a championship team. Kentucky could win it all this year. What do you think?
1: This team right now is a team that they've had the most hiccups, and it's this is the most talented Kentucky team I remember in the John Calipari era. This team has every position. We have shooters. We have guards that, that are fast that can still play defense. We have big men. We have wings. We have everything. Uh-huh. Just this team – I'm not going to say they took too long to click. We talked earlier. The one thing that I can tell about this team that makes me think and almost know that this team can win a national championship is the chemistry they have with each other. Yeah. You see players flying across the court when a man goes down. You see the whole team running to that man that went down to pick him up. Mm -hmm. You don't see that with with teams, almost with Calipari teams anymore. You would think that would be something that Calipari would preach. Yeah. But – this team is different. This team is different and they have all the pieces.
0: You could be onto something there when you talk about the team chemistry. I think that the team chemistry does play a lot with does it has a lot to do with how the team performs and the better the chemistry, the better they perform. At the beginning of the season, the chemistry was off. You didn't see players picking each other up off the floor. You didn't see teamwork. But but look what was happening with Kentucky in the beginning. They were struggling with every game they had. They lost to Duke by 50 points. But now in February, it's a different team. Cal is the best. He has this team exactly where they need to be, and he's getting them
1: ready for March. We are prepared to play Duke in March. Yeah, well, we played Duke. You know, it was the first game of the regular season. We looked good in the Bahamas, but they were just playing out there, playing pickup ball, pretty much against you know these pro teams from other countries. But at the beginning of the season, you saw whenever we did play Duke, you saw an Emmanuel Quickly, who I think is a great guard. Emmanuel Quickly is going to be a great guard next year for UK. Yes, he's going to be he's going to be a good NBA guard, and. At the beginning of the season, you saw a Tyler Hero who couldn't shoot the ball to save his life. Right. He couldn't make anything. Right. You saw a P.J. Washington who was a returning player who almost looked nervous on the floor. Yeah. Now he's playing like he's an NBA lottery pick. Yeah. He's playing like the best power forward in the nation. You have Reed Travis and Nick Richards doing their jobs. They're out there. They're bodying people. They're rebounding. Nick Richards is blocking every shot they put at him. You have EJ Montgomery. He gets like 400 offensive rebounds a game. It feels like, and then you have Ashton Hagens, who is, other than Rajon Rondo, the best on-ball defender I think I've ever seen. I mean, you know, in Kentucky, it's just this team has every piece.
0: This could be one of the most important year, one of the most important years of John Calipari's career. And the reason I say that is this: it's season ten. This is Cal's tenth year at Kentucky. He's only won one. Cal needs two he needs two he's got to have two to be left alone by the media he needs to be left alone by uh, UK fans and just the general public if he has two people will leave you alone once you get two it's hard enough to win one but when you win one everybody's like oh he's great he's good yes but when you win two Jordan When you win two championships, you're left alone. You're already elite. You're one of the greatest coaches ever, and Cal needs that. And I want to see him get that so bad. And I'm telling you what's going to happen if he don't get that this year. People are going to start getting frustrated. Even though Cal averages 30 games a win, he's always getting us to the Final Four. He's always producing. And he's one hell of a coach. I don't want to see anybody out there on the sideline for us. But he needs one in his 10th season because people are going to start really giving him crap. If he don't get it after this year.
1: See, I think this is John Calipari's most important season at Kentucky for a completely different reason. Okay. And the reason is the recruiting. Okay. The recruiting has gone to Duke. The recruiting has gone to that Anthony Edwards kid last week, the number one player in the 2020 class who committed to Georgia over Kentucky. Right. All these players, that James Wiseman – the number two player committed to Penny Hardaway over UK at Memphis. Kentucky's recruiting has gone down. We're not getting the number one recruit anymore. So I think a national championship and just to, you know for John Calipari to clarify to these kids and you know sending these kids to the pros every year is helping them even more and more. I mean we're still one of the top schools. Apparently you know just you know just look at the Kentucky rankings and stuff. But right. John Calipari needs to win a championship to. Be able to show these kids that, hey, we can win even though we don't have Anthony Davis. Because Anthony Davis is a once-in-a-lifetime player. Yeah. Zion Williamson is a once-in-a-lifetime player. Yes. And we're seeing Duke get these Zion Williamsons, these R.J. Barrett's, Cam Reddish's. Marvin Bagley's, you know, these kids oh, yeah. that are just... It's not all Kentucky anymore like it used to they're, be. They're going to Duke now. Right. Going, Coach K, I mean, it was... They're not they were, just going to Duke. They're going to Georgia. They're going to the Washington. They're going to, they are going to, you know, Texas, schools like this. And another school is Kansas. Kansas is not getting these recruits right now. Yeah. Kansas is not seeing the recruits. Kansas has gone so far downhill that it's almost... I, I feel bad for them, and I hope Kentucky's not in that same path. But I feel like if Kentucky does not get a national championship this year, we're headed in Kansas's path. Okay. So you're saying this is kind of Cal's last chance. I think this is Cal's last chance. Okay. Full-blown chance because this is a team. There, there's no reason this team cannot win a national championship. The only team that is better than this team is Duke. And it's because of their pure-blood talent. It's because they got the top three recruits. It's because that's what Kentucky was doing. Kentucky was getting the top three recruits. Yes. We were the team that nobody could beat. Right. Until Duke came along. Yep. And decided, and Coach K decided that it was time. It's time to play Cal's own game and beat him at it. It's not, and it's it was Cal's game there for a little bit, but it's the silly rules that the NBA and the NCAA have implemented. Implemented, and Cal just followed. <clears throat> and, you know, there's an age limit in the NBA, but it's silly that if, I, I think they need to go back to, If you're good enough to go pro, go pro. Yeah. It didn't work out for some players, but it worked out for uh, this one guy. His name was Kobe Bryant. Yeah. It worked out for another guy. His name was uh, Tracy McGrady. And it worked out Um, for LeBron James. Yeah, and it worked out for that that one guy named LeBron James. (laughs) I mean – and uh, who? I, f- yeah, I feel like he was a pretty good ball player. Hey, does he still play? I, I I don't know who you're talking about. LeBron. Oh, yeah, it's those high school players. St- they get you, they, they get you scratching your heads every now and then. You know, sometimes they all run together.
0: I'm like, who who is that? But no, it's interesting <laughs> you say that because the D the G League, the Gatorade League, has now implemented that new rule with the select contracts that they are going to have people from high schools. Uh, they're going to get an opportunity to come play for the g league right out of high school and take a two hundred thousand dollar contract and skip college uh, so that's even going to play an effect on Calipari's recruiting so you might be right this could be cal's last chance to do it because he's not getting the recruiting classes that he's getting that he usually gets next year he's not getting it he's he's got the team now and it looks like that the majority of this team is going to be caught in the NBA draft in june so he needs that championship. This is such an important year for Coach Cow.
1: See, but I do think a lot of this team is coming back, but next year you've only got two, you know two key, key freshmen that will be coming in. I think you're going to see players as in Emmanuel quickly, Tyler Hero, Jamal Baker. You're going to see EJ Montgomery next year. You're going to see Nick Richards for his junior year. You're going to see a lot of these boys back next year. It's going to. Don't get me wrong. We're going to have one heck of a team next year, no matter what. But for the recruiting aspect of it, I think you need to win right now. You need Because the tables have turned on Cal. Last year was the first real year the tables turned on Cal. And these other schools started pulling in these players. And Memphis is going to be a problem. Memphis is close to home. They're going to steal our recruits. Yeah, Memphis is going to be a real problem, and then you have Georgia with Tom Crean. Now apparently they're going to be a real problem. If you don't remember, Ashton Hagens was committed to Georgia. Yep, EJ Montgomery was between Kentucky and Georgia. Mm-hmm. These players are right there they, on the verge of going to Georgia. They almost didn't come. Tennessee has Rick Barnes. They look great. Auburn has uh, Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl. Um, Alabama's got a good squad. SEC's back. These schools in this side of the country are going to start taking recruits. Yes, I I completely,
0: completely agree with you. And, uh, folks, basketball is going to be something that we talk a lot more about in March. So make sure that you do check out the March Madness series on episode 153. That's when we start that with the Selection Sunday show.
1: 253.
0: Two, why do I keep saying one? I'm, we're <laughs> way past the ones. We are beyond the ones. This is episode 251. But yeah, by episode 253, we're going to be doing the March Madness series. And um, it's always sad when we close that up because that means basketball season's over. But I am pretty excited for baseball season this year because the Reds are probably going to be doing pretty good. But before we go, Jordan, I want to ask you if you heard this story about this woman who was uh, killed by a foul ball last year during really? a Dodgers game yeah so I, I heard this. you've been to a MLB <laughs> game before right of course okay so you've watched uh, a live baseball game you've have you had pretty good seats oh yeah have you had seats to where you've almost been hit by a ball
1: i've had seats i actually caught a ball at a game whenever i was gosh probably 10 okay but whenever i was that young my mom would take me to games and it was always the best thing to go with your glove man you always took your glove you did. You had your glove on the entire yes. game. Yes. Yes. And
0: you, you know, haven't. You you really haven't had a good childhood unless you've taken a baseball glove to a game.
1: So you, you take your glove to the games, and that's the best feeling. Like yeah. A foul ball to get hit your direction, and you're sitting on the you know you're sitting. You got third base seats. You know, ten rows back, like. Hit a foul ball my way. Come on, guys.
0: I was at a Reds-Padres game last year and almost was hit by a foul ball in the face. It almost smacked me in the face. I looked down for a second at my phone, and out of my peripheral, I seen an object coming at me. It was the ball, and it almost hit me. I could have been part of this statistic. So I was reading this article. There was a woman at the Dodgers-Padres game last year in August at the Dodgers Stadium. She was hit. In the head with a foul ball, she was 79 years old, she died. she was celebrating her uh, she was celebrating uh, her uh, 79th birthday and her 59th wedding anniversary. So a uh, very sad, horrible story, but you don't hear about that stuff often, but it happens. People actually go to baseball games and they die, so be careful. just rule a thumb, watch the game. Watch the game. Watch the game. (laughs) When you go to a baseball game, it's not a time to be on your phone. I know it's so slow and we're not paying attention, and we're all guilty of it. We'll all be talking to one another at a game. And what I like about baseball is it is a game that you can go with your friends. You can watch the game, talk, socialize, go get you something to eat, and still not miss anything that's happened on the field. But you just got to be aware and pay attention to your surroundings.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. If I'm going to a game – And I miss the ball. It's probably because I'm drinking a beer and socializing, but I can't say anything about that. (laughs) I just hope I don't get hit by by a foul ball when I'm drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for
0: listening to another episode of Off the Cove. Jordan, it's always a pleasure to have you stop by the podcast. You're not going to be away long because you're going to be back in the studio for some March Madness talk. very soon, very
1: soon.
0: Very, very and soon. And I look forward to it. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening. I'm Adam Banks. That is Jordan Canaster. Thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Cuff, episode 152 of the, I'm sorry, episode 251 of the show. I'm Adam Banks. This is Off the Cuff, live from the Hollywood Casino in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. I'll see you in the next episode. Secret to survival.
1: you can hope for is dying to sleep.